Entrepreneur on Fire 969. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Transform any phone into your business phone with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. That's eVoice.com slash fire. Are you hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house, John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Robert Hicks. Robert, are you prepared to ignite? You know it. Yes. Robert knew from an early age that the only way to live the American dream was to become an entrepreneur on fire. At the age of 22, he moved to the Philippines with a one-way ticket and a little less than a grand with the ambitions of becoming a suitcase entrepreneur, working and living in tropical paradise. Now he's back in the States, helping businesses around the globe engage and grow their business using the power of video. All right, Bobby, take a minute, fill in any blanks for my intro and give us a glimpse in your personal life. Yeah, you know, right now I'm just focusing on uh, two aspects of my business. Um, the first aspect is interview media, which is just what you said. Um, we basically help people grow by, you know, creating, uh, you know, custom video ad campaigns. And, um, you know, a lot of that's on Google, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and that sort of thing. And we help them with do a lot of animated ads and that sort of thing. And that's hot right now because a lot of people are using that as explainer videos and uh, and that sort of thing, you know, on their website. And when they have like a landing page, they'll have like an animated ad that just explains, you know, their business and that. So we do that sort of stuff. Um, and we also do like 15, 30 second commercials. Um, and another thing that we're working on right now is something called Attorney Ad Pros, which is basically. Indieview Media, my main company, but we've we've kind of focused on the niche of attorneys because um, attorneys, uh, you know, there's a whole legal uh, legal marketing field that's uh, that's real popular right now, and so it's hot. Bob, what I really want to focus on right now is your entrepreneurial origin story. I mean, this is a pretty bold move. And Fire Nation, you know fortune favors the bold, but here Bobby is 22 years old. He wants to be an entrepreneur on fire. He only has about a grand to his name. So you moved to, in air quotes here, tropical paradise. Take us to that move. I want to be there when you get to the Philippines for the first time. Walk us through what those first few days were like. Well, first, um, before I went to the Philippines, I, I should probably cover how <laughs> I got to that to want to sure. go to the Philippines. So um, basically, when I was 19, um, you know, I went to, went to college. Everyone goes to college, you know, right after high school. I went to college, and I felt like I just – I didn't like it there. Um, I wanted to become like a filmmaker um, or like a, an actor or something. So at 19, I, I know I shouldn't have done this, but I quit school, and I moved to L.A. for two years. Um, and then that's kind of what taught me, um, you know, the time I was there, I learned all the video production skills. I learned how to edit, 
you know, how to do my video editing and learn motion graphics and learn all of that. But eventually, I just wasn't cut out for L.A. Um, you know, I come from a very poor family um, in rural Kentucky. You know, jobs are, are hard here. And, you know, uh, when times got tough in L.A., you know, my parents were just not able to help me financially. Um, so I decided to call it quits and move back to Kentucky um, where I ended up having to take a job um, at like a department store and like the men's clothing. Um, and I was, uh, you know, really just making minimum wage, man. And here at the time, they didn't have, uh, you know, if you make like seven thirty-five an hour, which is what the minimum wage here is here in Kentucky, you know, you're working, they, they don't even give you full-time jobs. It's like 30 hours a week, but 30 hours of your you know, that's 10 hours shy of 40. I mean, that takes up a lot of your time. Um, and so I was really netting on like less than $600 a month. So basically, I started doing freelancing, um, freelancing work, and I started outsourcing <laughs> all of my, uh, all of basically all, a lot of my work to the Philippines. And what that allowed me to do, John, was it allowed me to free up my time so I could focus more on just getting more clients. Um, and while I was, uh, uh, outsourcing to the Philippines, I started noticing that people were not, um, you know, my, my Filipino virtual assistants, they weren't very productive. Like, like I wanted to outsource to them because they were cheap, but, you know, it was like a siren's call. I was, I was you know, compared to like a siren's call, like, man, they're cheap, they're, they're, they do great work, you know, they speak really good English, but then th there's something going on there where they're not productive. And I try to find out like why they're not productive. And a lot of it comes to when they work from home, there's no one to hold them accountable. And you also have a lot of distractions. And so that gave me the idea to, to kind of move to the Philippines um, and kind of basically manage you know, Filipino virtual assistants um, from, uh, you know, a central office. And uh, I started looking into it and I'm like, man, people, people there, they're only making like 300 a month and I make a lot more than that. Well, not a lot more, but, you know, I make a, a little bit, you know, I make a decent living. Um, you know, I could go there and live like a king, you know, and just manage virtual assistants and, and uh, do that there. And so um, I saved up a uh, you know, close to a couple grand. I bought a one-way ticket there um, and uh, had like a thousand bucks and just... All right, so let's not brush over this part. So you you land in the Philippines. What is the, what's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing I do is uh, I, I obviously had a virtual assistant there already. So I had them, I met up with them and I'm like, man, we got to go find an apartment. And uh, so they helped me get an apartment. It was like around 8,000 pesos a month, which is the equivalent to about 200 a month okay. um, from, from what, what I had here. And uh, they, they got me an apartment. And then once I got here, uh, I had about, I started getting on like a lot of, uh, well, Odesk. Um, I started getting on sites like Odesk and um, just started saying, listen, you know, I'm an American here. I'm in a, uh, I'm here in the Philippines and, you know, I can help you find a Filipino virtual assistant and I can actually manage them in-house for you. Oh yeah. And that's, uh, and I cannot, I got a, a lot of good response from that because a lot of people were having the same issues I were having. Um, and, you know, I built a website, hireinthephilippines.com. I built the, uh, 
I built the, um, I, I got an explainer video that explained the whole process of what I do. And once I did that, man, things really started to take off. I started doing a YouTube um, blog channel um, and people started, you know, calling me and I started getting all these inbound leads. Um, and it was just a really good feeling because at, at the beginning, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of confidence that, that I would do well. But I started implementing all these things. I started learning uh, off other people's blogs like um, Pat Flynn and Chris Ducker and um, I guess now you. And I started implementing these things and I actually started to see them work and it was really rewarding. And uh, I started seeing a lot of success from that and I started to grow. So looking at your growing company, like what were a couple of the really key things that you did? I mean, I'm trying to kind of picture exactly what this looked like over in the Philippines. Were there people in a co-working space with you? I mean, how did you actually physically manage them? Well, here's the thing. Um, Basically, what I would do for them or what I would do for the clients um, when they would hire me is I would help them find a virtual assistant. So I would basically uh, go on Facebook and I'd post in any other, the, the local job um, posting areas. Um, and I'd basically do the interviews. And then once they would come, I would provide them a computer and I'd have like a little uh, cubicle. Um, and it was actually in my house because, you know, there's a lot of re- regulation that keeps you from doing business. Um in the Philippines, like, you know, it has to be, I think, 60% Filipino owned um, if you have a business in the Philippines. So it was actually at the time running all of this out of my house, um, out of my apartment there. And uh, But they would come to a cubicle and then once they were there, they would just work. And um, I would just make sure that uh, if they had any questions or concerns, if they didn't understand, you know, a project that the client had asked them to do, you know, if there's like a, an English or a language barrier um, that prevented them from really understanding, you know, the assignment, I'd basically kind of help them walk through it. Um, but basically, once they got into the office, um, you know, they were on their own and productivity was increased dramatically. I had one guy who hired me um, he actually hired two Filipino virtual assistants uh, through my company. And after a month, he gave me a call and he was like, you know, Bobby, um, I'm going to have to let one go. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, I did something wrong. Like, you know, and, and I really, really try to focus on customer service because I want to make sure that everyone gets, you know, um, everyone's treated very well and, they, and they, they, they love their experience. And so I was like, man, if there's anything I can do, is there anything wrong? He's like, listen, man, he's like, I've been hiring people on Odesk. I've been hiring people on Elance. You know, I thought I was gonna have to hire four people to do the work that I need to do. But you do such a good job at managing them and having the, and holding them accountable and making sure that they come in. You know, I'm not getting all these excuses that I was I was getting before, like brownouts and all these other excuses that really one virtual assistant is giving me the productivity of four virtual assistants before I hired your company. And I was like, man, that feels really good that I'm doing a really good job. But at the same time, I'm losing revenue. Right. So. <laughs> uh, so that's really interesting. Now, one thing I do want to talk about is working hours. Now, you know that most of the clients are probably going to be in the United States. So did you make a decision early on that you were going to set specific work hours or did you just kind of let that go with the flow? We did nine to five Filipino time and a lot of our clients were okay with that. Um, you know, I, I really tried it to create an environment where, uh, my Filipino virtual assistants who work there would thrive. And, um, a lot, a lot of people, you know, they want to work days. I know a lot of people, a lot of other call centers, they do work nights, you know, so they work on the U S time, but, um, but 
I wanted to make sure that that they that they could come to work and be the most productive. Um, and I also paid them, you know, really well too, like almost double what they would get, you know, in their own city. A lot of my clients were also based in the UK and Ireland, and so uh, you know, it wasn't always just U.S. time. So every day they would just come up with, they would just put a list of of things together that they wanted the virtual system to do, and then when they come to work, they would do it. So, Bobby, what was the worst thing that happened to you in the Philippines, business sense? What was the actual worst moment while you were in the Philippines working? Take us there and tell us that specific story. When I decided to move back from the Philippines, I I, I bought a one-way ticket back, okay? I was kind of doing business there like I, I had an LLC in the U.S., but I wasn't really licensed to do business there, and I'd overstayed my visa, um, in the Philippines. And, um, I bought a one-way ticket back. I had maybe three, $400 in my bank account because I wanted to make sure I paid everyone, um, before I left, made sure I settled all my debts. And, um, but I bought my plane ticket, but I'd overstayed my visa. And my first flight from Cagayan de Oro City to Manila was delayed. And by the time I got to, um, by the time I got to Manila and was about to board my, my flight, they wouldn't let me go through security. And, I, and because I'd overstayed my visa and I had to go pay like a fee. And my flight was about to go. And I knew, man, if, there, <laughs> if I'm not going to make this flight, like I'm going to have to buy another ticket. And I didn't, have, I didn't have the money to buy another ticket. I only had like $400 in my bank account um, after paying everything and paying all my expenses. And, uh, and I had to pay that visa fee, which is only 80 bucks, but they had an ATM. And the ATM only accepted MasterCard. And I only had Visa. And I had to go all the way outside, and I couldn't make it. I was going to miss my flight. And someone gave me um, – someone just gave me the money like 80 bucks. Like some stranger just gave me the money so I could pay my visa. But, man, that was traumatizing because I thought – Surely, there, you know, there, I'm not going to be able to make it out of here. Man, that is traumatizing. Did you ever get to pay back that stranger? I, he gave me his email address. I emailed them, but I, I, I never heard back from him. Huh. But if he's out there, you know. If you're I listening you. to Entrepreneur on Fire, <laughs> yeah. Bobby Hicks owes you 80 bucks. But Bobby, how yeah. about you just pay it forward sometime? I'm going to do it. Yeah, I do it. I bought one of my uh, virtual assistants a motorbike. Mm. So, <laughs> okay, we'll take that as a paying it forward <laughs> partial. So, let's move forward into another story. This one's going to be a light bulb, an aha moment that you had. Obviously, you've had a lot. You talked about one that you just had in the Philippines, you know, with being able to manage virtual assistants. That's a great aha moment. Take us to another story and tell us that light bulb that went on and the steps you took to turn it into success. You know, my aha moment came um, when I realized that money is a byproduct of creating value. You know, the more value I can create for the client, the more money I will make. You know, creating value now determines almost every decision that I make. You know, um, when I was able to look, I'm like, look, you know, there, there's, there's a virtual assistance. I mean, that's huge right now. But there's a lot of people out there right now who, who need that managed productivity. Um, because they're experiencing a lot of the same things that I needed. And so when I, when I could fill that gap and provide value, then that's when I realized that there, there's, there's money to be made. And that just doesn't apply for that. That applies for every sort of business. If you can find a way to create real value, um, then you can make money, not just a cool idea, because cool ideas don't always make money. You have to provide real value. So here you are, you know, now we're talking, you're in Kentucky, 
I'm in San Diego. How are you applying that mentality to your present day and how is it working out? Yeah, you know, at first, uh, with this company that I'm working with now, IndieView Media, um, we started doing like a lot of, uh, well, we first started doing like mini documentaries. And so companies like a lot of churches and a lot of organizations that would hire us to do, you know, documentaries about, uh, um, about their organization. But I really had to look out and see how could I provide the most value for people. Um, and then we started getting into the commercial market, started doing TV commercials. Um, but then I started to look at, well, if I'm only doing like basically regional TV commercials in my area, there's no way I can actually scale up. You know, I need to be able to provide more value to more people. That way I can scale my business. And then we started doing the concept of animated ads. And people really love that because, you know, if they want a quick turnaround or they want something, all they have to do is provide me a script, um, and I can go ahead and do everything else and provide, you know, get the voiceover ordered and do all the animation and have something delivered to them really quickly. So I'm providing a lot of value to people because, and, and a lot less time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And what are yeah. some things that you're really focusing on that you're seeing are leveraging really well right now? Yeah, one aspect of my business that I'm really focusing on is just again trying to create more value to people, um, and getting and getting people who who never think about doing video advertising or video marketing online, just you know basically providing them an insane value. Um, and one of the things that we do, um, you know, like our animated ads, our basic animated ad is like 4.95 a pop, and so we're also getting into the ad placement, which is providing them, um, you know online advertising through like YouTube. So getting that pre-roll and getting those in-stream ads already in place. So whenever anyone spends a thousand dollars or more um, in the advertising, we give them a free ad. So that's, that's kind of our way of helping them out. That way we, you know, we can get them started um, in the advertising uh, video aspect of online. Love that. So with all this, what Bobby is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? You know, my biggest weakness is I spend too much time on stuff I shouldn't. And I think a good entrepreneur, you know, can rock out things quickly and, you know, efficiently. Uh, there's a lot of times I get ideas um, that I'm like, oh, man, this is a cool idea and I, and I want to invest time into it. But then th there's not enough value for the for the person I'm trying to create the business idea for. You know, I, I've created a lot of startups. I've created at least 12 startups and I've only made money at three. And that's because you know, I didn't create enough value. And so I, I do spend a lot of time, like for example, I got one of these uh, Oculus Rifts, right? Um, have you, are you familiar with that? No. The Oculus Rift. Um, it's like a, a virtual reality display. You put it on your, uh, on your, you strap it onto your head and it, it puts you in a virtual reality environment. So you can play video games, you can look around, everything's in, like stereotypical, or st you know, everything's in 3D. And it's really, really cool. Um, the Oculus Rift. And I was like, man, you know, I can create a blog for this and, you know, start doing affiliate links and doing all that stuff. And I, and, and you know, I, I got real passionate for you know, into that for about a week or so. And then after that, I was like, ah, you know, I'm not interested in this anymore. Um, but, you know, I waste a lot of time doing stuff like that when I, when I should just try to say, you know, more focus on, you know, what's making me money now and how I, I can expand on that. And that's really my biggest weakness as, as an entrepreneur. I should actually probably hire that guy uh, from England who lives, uh, <laughs> who was on your podcast the other day for focusing the music. Oh, you know? focus at will. Focus at will. So good. I'm going to look into that. What's your biggest strength? 
you know, my biggest strength as an entrepreneur is my ability to take criticism and use it to improve myself. You know, most people get offended when they're criticized, whether it's constructive or not. But I think good entrepreneurs are able to accept criticism, admit their faults and see where they need to change so they can prove and build upon that. Um, you know, if you can't do that, if you can't recognize, your, you know, your faults, then how can you ever expect to grow as a person or as an entrepreneur? And um, that's something that, uh, you know, I'm always trying to better myself, not in every aspect of my of my life. You know, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. And um, when someone says something, you know, someone gives me some criticism, you know, I, I try to look on that and reflect on that and like, well, you know, why are they saying that? You know, how can I improve that aspect of my life? And I think every entrepreneur um, at one point has been able to to reflect on um, criticisms that they've been that they, they've been had uh, that they've been given and use that to to build to build a better you. So, Bobby, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, but you're not sure where to find the best candidates? I speak from personal experience when I say that your company is only as good as the people you hire. This is an important step. I also know that posting your job in one place doesn't cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates, but with little time to spare, it's tough to post everywhere. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once, and within 24 hours, you'll be watching your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Getting the right people for your company is so important, and ZipRecruiter can help. Try ZipRecruiter for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. My favorite thing about owning and running my own business is the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about and the freedom to be truly location independent. With the help of the incredible internet, I'm able to stay in touch with my audience via social media, provide valuable content that's scheduled so I never skip a beat, and engage via email with partners to ensure that everything's running smoothly. And with the help of eVoice, I'm also able to stay in touch via phone. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into your business phone. So whether I'm on a tropical vacation, running around like a madman running my business, I always have the ability to be in touch when I want to be. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. Bobby, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm ready. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, until I started actually making money, no one really understood what I was trying to do, you know? Um, I had a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, you don't have a real job. You know, they, they didn't, <laughs> they don't understand like what you're trying to do as an entrepreneur. And here's the thing, like, you don't just start making money all at once. There's a lot of groundwork that that, that goes into into building a brand, into building a business. You know, at the time I was living with my parents and my parents were telling me to, you know, go get a job or go do this. I was, they didn't really quite understand like what I was doing, um, trying to build that brand. And eventually, uh, you know, when they started seeing that 
I was starting to get more successful and I was starting to get, you know, building success. Um, then they started to understood, but at, at the very, very early times of, um, you know, just starting out as an entrepreneur, no one really understood that. And they always try to basically push you away from being an entrepreneur and just following, you know, that, uh, that cookie cutter life that everyone else does. What's the best advice, Bobby, that you've ever received? Negativity breeds negativity. And positivity breeds positivity. You know, uh, that's the best advice. You know, if, if you have a negative attitude, it's going to breed negativity into your life. And so I always try to be positive and, um, and do positive things with my life. What's a personal habit you believe contributes to your success? Lists. You know, I keep a notebook with me everywhere I go, a pen and a notebook, and I write lists of everything. Um, as soon as an idea pops in my head or as soon as I, you know, I need to do something, you know, I write it down as a list. And, you know, and it's something that's dramatically increased my productivity because you know, I'm not just wasting time sitting around thinking what I need to do next. You know, a lot of the time when you're working through your work day and you're trying to think, uh, you know, oh, man, you know, what, what do I need to do now? Or, you know, I'm having distractions. You know, a list will put you right back on place. And I like lists. I like having lists with a piece of paper and a pen better than having, um, you know, uh, you know, having on my phone or having, you know, app on my phone or app on my tablet because, you know, it's much more rewarding to scratch it out than to delete a line of text. So that's something that I, that's really increased my productivity is just keeping lists. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I use a site called pond5.com. Um, it's P-O-N-D and the number 5.com. Um, and I use that to get all my, you know, royalty-free music, images, video. You know, it's awesome. It's a lot cheaper than any other uh, stock website. I love it. I actually just started a new podcast called The Ancients, and I'm on Pond5 getting all of the different sound effects that I want, like arrows and fire. It's, it's awesome. And Bob, if you could recommend one book for our listeners what would it be and why? You know, I'd recommend, uh, and I'm sure a lot of other people have recommended this book um, as well, but it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And, uh, you know, that book as a kid, you know, I read that and it really just changed my entire perspective on life. You know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, that's a mindset. And it's a lot of, it's a mindset that, uh, you know, a lot of other people, they don't really have. And I think once you open your mind to that, then you, there's a different way of thinking. Um, I guess that's why it's called Think and Grow Rich. And that <laughs> book is really, I mean, it's really had an impact on my life. And so if you haven't read that, you know, read that book, Think and Grow Rich, read The Secret. It's basically the same thing. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. And Bobby, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, you know, the best way to reach me, um, I have a Facebook. Um, also, I have a LinkedIn, but uh, you can contact me at bobby at indieviewmedia.com or you can uh, um, just visit indieviewmedia.com and I have a link to all my social media contacts there. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Just work, get to it. If you have an idea, you know, stick with it. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of negativity, but you have to push through it. Um, when people say that you can't do it, you gotta, you gotta show them you can. And, uh, a lot of people told me that I would never be successful. And, uh, here I am, man, I run my own business and, uh, I'm making a good living and it's very rewarding. 
Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Bobby and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Robert or Bobby or Hicks in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all the links to his stuff, resource, book recommendations, and Bobby, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, uh, John, I have a special offer for people Ooh, who have wow. listed this podcast. It's about time you said something. Let's hear yeah. it. Um, you know, if you visit nvmedia.com forward slash fire, um, you get a 50% off uh, discount on all of our animated ads or spokesperson ads. So uh, those 30 second animated ads, we usually charge $4.95 a pop. So you can get that for your business for $2.50. Um, and we'll deliver that to you in less than five business days. Wow. And you can, yeah indieviewmedia.com slash fire. Bobby, catch you on the flip side. Yeah, thanks. As entrepreneurs, we have a lot on our plates. Translation, we're strapped for time. Lucky for us, there are some incredible tools available to help us save time, like Hootsuite, the social media management platform that allows you to schedule posts, build relationships, and turn followers into customers. Loved by more than 11 million people around the globe, Hootsuite is the most widely used platform for managing social media. Get your always free Hootsuite account today at do more with social.com slash fire. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, all you need to do is text EOFIRE to 33444 and get inside my head weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.